Don't feel like watching movies, so I'll watch people guess them instead. I don't know how it goes. I think it starts with your show. Hey everybody, welcome to this week's edition of the Valley Cast. We we don't have a Steve, but we gained a mother flippin' trace. What's up? I haven't seen you guys in so long. Hello, new Steve. How are you, man? I'm good. I don't have um, a beard as much. It's like less bearded. Um, But I do have some creativity. So I'm really, I feel good Good. about it. I feel really good (laughs) about it. That was really good. Yeah. (laughs) I like that. Um, Trace uh, Trace and us, I, I and us and Trace, we go back in a, if you don't know Trace, by the way, this is Trace Dominguez of... Um, is it just, I'm sorry, I feel bad right now. What is your channel currently called? Is it just Trace Dominguez? Just, yeah, you can find youtube.com slash Trace Dominguez plug, but you can also, it's Uno Dose of Trace. I figured, you know, I'd go for the triple pun. I think it worked out. It's really good. I like it. Um, Trace is out out on his own now, and I want to cover that journey, but real quick to give everybody context listening, we ran parallel existences together and then started to cross the streams in some very fun ways back in 2012 to 2015 while we worked for the DeFranco but soon-to-be Discovery-owned SourceFed, which was also uh, Discovery also owned DNews. Correct. Which Trace worked for, which was like... So if SourceFed was we cover the news really bad and a lot, D News was we cover science news really good and a lot. Wow, yeah, <laughs> that's a pretty good compliment. I feel really very good thorough. About it. Thank you. Yeah, that sounds like, right. I feel like we need more red strings in this ex- explanation because there's so many like little things that connected us over that over that period. It was so crazy. Yeah, for sure. But we were like. Um, we basically started a student exchange program with D News like a year or so oh, yeah. into uh, into SourceFed, and it would be like the corporate overlords of us for who, for the most part, before I think towards the end, and it might have been a little different with you, Trace, like kind of left us to our own devices. But the one thing that they did do was go go play with D News up in San Francisco. So we were in Los Angeles, they were in San Francisco, and we're like, all right, and we would hop on a plane and we would go up to San Francisco and. You guys would sometimes come down to us, and I found out very swiftly that you did the same thing as we did, but with science. It'd be like, wake up, read an article, bust out five videos, go home. (laughs) That is accurate. It was very tiring. I didn't sleep a lot. (laughs) I have such a weird, vague memory of doing my student exchange portion of that era, because I I think I only did it maybe twice, but the one I remember was the first one. And the hotel was like a really old, scary hotel in the Tenderloin (laughs) district. And truly, I was like, it was maybe my first time in San Francisco. And then I Googled the hotel, and it turned out it was uh, supposedly haunted, which I just assume all of them are down there. But I remember very vividly being freaked out in that hotel and then waking up and being like, science is cool. Science (laughs) is crazy. Very fun. Yeah, that. I mean, that San Francisco can be pretty... (laughs) <laughs> Pretty scary place. I live in LA now. It's I, it's much warmer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Less foggy. Less foggy. Do you miss San Francisco? Sometimes I think I miss the views. You know, LA. Yeah. The view. Yeah. Everybody in LA is either you're either in a hill because you're rich, or you're out here in the flat area where everybody's just in the flat area. You look the out and you see your neighbors' houses, and it's just like, what a view! Look at that siding. Yeah. It's nice. And everywhere the like, shadow touches. Yeah. yeah, I'll go frolic in the grass, but there is none. It truly is just a concrete wasteland in between the mountains. <laughs> well, Joe, so, you were saying, when were you talking? You were saying you, you take, like, your parking garage is getting overtaken by Oh, yeah, well, yeah, neighbors. so our parking garage, especially during COVID this past year, has just been our playground. Like, we can't really go to parks. We can't go do anything, so I take the kids downstairs. And honestly, it's been... Even before COVID, our little our little playground that was convenient. That's where I taught my kids how to ride their bikes and rollerblade and stuff like that. And we can't go down there right now because people that we know within the complex that have had recent positive tests are just like, we're just going to go hang out down there. I'm like, what are you doing? So we're just like super 
quarantined now. Ugh. I've started. Uh, I'm gonna start calling people who test positive for COVID Cocopo, as in co- COVID positive. <laughs> so I'm trying to get that going. If you guys want to also do it, I like I mean, it. They were Cocopo. Cocopo. Um, I like it. Trace, you're out on your own now. I want to talk about that. But do you want to like do your own version of like how you got to where you are, starting with like D News? I know you've sure. probably said the, t- the story a billion times, but if you want to do the abridged from where you were and ha- where you are now, yeah, for sure. So, um, I was getting my master's degree. So I worked at Olive Garden, and then I applied to get a master's yeah. degree because I was like, I can't work here forever. And I worked at Spaghetti salad. Factory. You get the spaghetti. <laughs> we yeah. had. I didn't know we had that in common. This like Italian. <laughs> Italian yeah. restauranting, that's awesome. Mm. Yeah, so I'm I was part of the uh, I'm part of the fancy sandwich gang over here. I worked at Crispers, <laughs> so it's a pretty wow. cool fancy chain. It's kind of a different. I ran with a different crowd, whatever. All right, go ahead. <laughs> we, you know, we all would have met up at the bar after work. That's the important. Exactly. Thing. Yeah, yeah. We all go to the same shitty bar and shoot pool. That's just yep. how yep. it works. <laughs> um, Put our differences behind us. Right. <laughs> Yeah, whatever your chicken, whatever you making the chicken sandwiches, yeah. that's fine. It's fine. It's fine. We got pasta. Are they are they really endless breadsticks? I don't think they're endless breadsticks. <laughs> uh, wait, is Mazithra on your menu? Didn't think so. Here's some spumoni, bitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we didn't have any of those real Italian things. It was Olive Garden. It was all just Neither cheese. Did we. <laughs> <laughs> so I was working at Olive Garden. I applied to get a master's degree. Um, I was rejected. I applied again uh, the next year and got that. Uh, got into American University in D.C., and I was getting a master's degree in communication because I thought my undergrad degree is in behavioral psychology and not a lot of jobs unless you go get a doctorate, and that was not really the path I wanted. So I ended up getting this master's degree and in D.C., and that's where the Discovery Channel offices were, and I was like, I used to watch this when I was a kid. I'll apply to be an intern there. Got the internship, and um, while I was there, I started working with this group called Discovery News. It was this website that had been around for a long time that I'd never heard of. And um, they did science news every single day, mostly writing and some, like, you know, photos and stuff. Not really. They had some video, but it wasn't, like, their main thing. More like blog era yeah. science news coverage. Exactly. It was like yeah. mostly written products of here's what's going on with NASA this week or here's what's going on, you know, and they had different like verticals and, you know, we, we could talk about it forever. But um, it was it was really cool and fun and I liked it a lot and I applied to work there and they said no. And so <laughs> instead I worked for TLC <laughs> for a year um, working on shows like Toddlers and Tierras and Big Sexy and LA Inc. and all of these tattoo shows. Um, really all... probably attributing to your behavioral science background, for it was... sure. <laughs> <laughs> from that, it was fascinating. Um, you know, you get calls from, like, the Duggars and their 19 children, and you're just like, this is a crazy. What, what is my life? Um, and <laughs> That's nuts, yeah. Yeah, so, so the abridged version would then be, you know, I started working there. Once I was in the door, once a job opened up on Discovery News, I jumped at it. And um, they were, like, trying to get into video at that point, and they said, can you make video and i said i have never done that and they said cool here learn and so i spent a year trying to figure it out and then we launched d news in 2012 um and it's now known as seeker it's got like four million subscribers and it's was a wild ride um so i was i was one of the original three hosts and we had a couple producers and it was i didn't know anything about how to work in this business and it was so fun to like learn on the job and I was really lucky that they were able to just say I know you've never done this before neither have we let's figure it out and Mm -hmm. so D News was the product of that kind of fun exploration of how do you do science journalism in this format on YouTube with like like Joe said doing videos three times a day every day you know it was it was a lot but it was really fun it was really fun it's like Wild Wild West boot camp is kind of what it sounded like. Oh my we all gosh! Went yeah, wickety wild, wickety wick wild wild. Yeah. Trace, what was your uh, what was your impression of the source fed kids? What was your did you y'all like were us like or did you, were you like who are these assholes? Coming y'all were like the LA? cool kids. We were like we're like in the lunchroom at the table being like <laughs> right. So you guys want to like talk about robots or? <laughs> and you guys and we're were like, like this guy's arm got blown off. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> And you guys Welcome are like down there Florida. making explosions yeah. and like popping up and down, like having really fun, like crazy wild times. And we're just like sitting over, like we're looking at your lunch table, like that looks fun. Maybe we can <laughs> do cool stuff like that. <laughs> uh, we only we just did it as a coping mechanism. We were dying inside. 
We were secretly Mr. trying Please. to be you because every every story that I would jump at would be like the science D news esque oh, yeah. stories for sure. Did they Those ever say like, no, you can't do that? D news has got that. Like that wasn't a thing, right? No, like, there you guys was could no, do it. No limitations on uh, story choice. Was I would say it was ninety nine percent whatever the hell we wanted for most of the time. Yeah. Yeah, D-News was like that as well. Once we transitioned to Seeker, it was a lot more like... By that point, the, sh- the channel had been around for so long that... When it, was that? When did it become Seeker? It became Seeker in 2017. And at that point, I was the producer of the show and like was running the team. And, and it was really fun, but in a different kind of way. Like, being a host writer... I was still hosting. I was still writing, but I was also like... Oh, no. Whew! Having... Uh-huh. to produce stuff and having to like manage teams and go to lots of meetings so it was a completely different kind of job and so at that point it was a lot more professionally and streamlined there was a lot more like editorial meetings with dozens of people who all were deciding what stories we could do instead of just like a few of us sitting in a room being like this sounds really freaking cool let's talk about that and then you're saying too many unnecessary steps muddied up the process. Yeah, I think a few <laughs> steps were added over the years that no, I really let's loved. Let's dive into this. <laughs> not a lot, not all of them, though. So then in 2018, like late 2018, I decided it was time to go on my own. And I left and started working on it. I had a YouTube channel that I occasionally would post on just for my own creative outlet. Um, and so I just started posting more regularly. And I've been doing that now ever since. And it's been it's been eye-opening to even after seven years working for discovery and then group nine and doing all it like being i literally wrote a thousand videos in six or seven years uh, like mm-hmm. through my time there and the shit not that an I exaggeration not what <laughs> they said not an exaggeration no like, literally it adds up videos and yeah. then um the but the the stuff i did not know when i left and started doing it full-time on my own was astonishing i was surprised by how much i had to learn and it's been really fun like but also really just a lot a lot of Mm -hmm. like little nuances that i had missed being kind of protected within a corporate world it was it's really cool yeah you know just like i never had to do if i wanted to get insurance for a project in the field Mm -hmm. i would write an email to somebody in legal and say yo what's up i need insurance to do this project here's the requirements and they would say cool and now yeah. it's like having to figure out like see even that to me was more com- was more than i would ever know how or what to do about that i was like insurance on a project i don't know anything about that or mm. that you would even need it or know how to request it yeah i tried to do i tried to shoot a video this just last year in in hawaii when i was there for fun and i thought well i'm i may as well ruin this fun by working <laughs> you know like, yeah absolutely <laughs> and Sabotage i thought it would be cool to go to the telescopes that were there cuz i was on the big island, they have some really cool telescopes mm-hmm. up high. But they're like, cool, in order to film here, you need to have this insurance certificate for like millions of dollars in just in case things get broken. And I was just like, I don't Just know. in case you break something for millions of dollars. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, I don't know how to do that. So it's just you you find out while you're while you're learn you learn as you go, you know, just like anything. You run into a wall, you figure out whether you gotta climb over it, blow it up, or just, you know, ignore it and go a different direction. And it's like been really fun. So with Do you what feel you're like doing, a, oh, go ahead, Elliot. How dare you, Joe? No, go ahead. After you, uh, please. I was just gonna say, with what you're doing now, then uh, on your own channel, you're by yourself, hundred percent, you from start to finish. It's you are the team. Yeah, more or less. I mean, I'll occasionally hire somebody to help out with like doing some editing or doing some research in advance, or you know, uh, I have pitched ideas to other clients and then they do it. And so I'll use some of the budget to hire people. But when it comes to my YouTube channel, it's probably like ninety eight percent my thought process my like pitched ideas to myself and edited myself and you know it's funnily enough that's actually how d news started as well i the people in san francisco i was still based in dc at discovery and so the people in san francisco had shooters and editors and the producer was right there on site but me i was setting up the camera and the lights in a conference room with a green Mm -hmm. wall and like doing and editing everything myself at least for the first several months and so it sort of felt like a back to basics when i i quit and started doing things myself you know i had to just remember these these things that i had learned about how to how to do all that so it was was fun 
in that respect. Do you I've feel said, like I like said like it was in... fun a lot, so I should probably stop saying it was fun. It was also <laughs> yeah. It's one of the, she, he's saying it's fun over and over, like I, he's really yeah. hammering. It mustn't home. be that fun. I think it's, he's trying to overcompensate. That seems like a lot of fun. Yeah, it can't maybe be. Maybe I'm much. just um, compensating. It's not actually that much fun. <laughs> yeah. It's so fun, you guys. <laughs> I promise, it's fun. <laughs> do you uh, do you feel like you're hitting your stride right now, or do you feel like uh, we do, which is sort of slogging along and and limping through this uh, insanity that we're living through? I think a little bit of both. It's always kind of both. I, the funny thing, I, I imagine you all feel this way too. You know, when you have your own thing and there's no safety net and there's no other people helping you make a thing, whenever you show up today, that's how much work gets done, however much you do. And that's it. And so it's like that feels like a grind all the time. It's like, can I just yep. play Animal Crossing? I just want Yeah, it like... puts guilt upon all your other activities in life. You're yeah. like, I need this for my health and for my enjoyment of life, and it actually makes the product better in the long run, but I also know that I could be working. Yeah. And maybe I should be working. Yeah. 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 And so I feel like in some ways I've hit strides in that I have a television show that I host with PBS out of South Florida called Stargazers. It's about astronomy. Um, cool. And so that's really fun because I get to learn this new, this new skill that I didn't know. I've I've, you know, I've looked at stars. I know where Orion <laughs> is. You know, I know where the North yeah. Star is. But this is like a show for people interested in astronomy that I have to write and help produce and think of the visuals and how we're going to make this show. And it's only a minute long. It's it airs in on PBS stations nationwide during commercial, what would be commercial breaks. They don't have commercials on PBS. So what it's a like, cool gig. It's That's really, so cool. It's really like a cool way to dip your toe into TV because it's like I make TV, but it's only a minute long. And so that makes it oh, a lot easier. That's the dream. Yeah. And so Ooh. that's really cool. I get to do that. And then I also pitch this show that's going to be coming out, hopefully at the end of February, about animal intelligence with PBS Digital Studios. Um, Octopus. Octopuses. I want to Octopus. do octopuses. We've got a lot of animals in the slate, so we got to figure out which Hell ones yeah. are going to going to work out for the first few episodes. It's going to be fun to do that. Exactly. Say what's up. You going to say hi? No, hi. just going to hide. Just gonna show your beautiful little face, but not give him the voice. I see what you're doing. Look at that. It's Jackson's like I got getting tall. It's like I got wet, and then a boil happened on my shoulder, and then out came you. That's what happened. What and then cute. you ate something after midnight and became what you are now. <laughs> you monster. The okay, hair quick, is awesome. He's got great hair. Quick tangent question yeah, for you, because I don't want this just to go by, because I do find it fascinating. Because my favorite thing about SourceFed, my favorite thing about D News, and even I do Epic How To sometimes, and I got to bring that back recently. I like doing work, <laughs> even though it's scary sometimes, that I'm not qualified for from an intelligence standpoint, but it forces me to learn. Yes. Like I like that about SourceFed is that we were learning about current events, and sometimes we would learn about science and do our own little deep dives, and it was an educational process. What is some? What are some of the coolest things you've learned about astronomy since forcing yourself to learn about astronomy? Oh man, <laughs> Trey's like, there's so many stars. There's so <laughs> many. <laughs> My um, goodness. Cool thing. The sky is divided into 360 degrees. So if you think of like you're standing in the center of a clock or the center of, a, I don't know, like a compass, 360 degrees around. There's a point where it's set, they set it at zero and, you know, straight up in the air is 90 degrees. But you have to do it 360 in a dome. And so it's like figuring out where stuff is in the sky. They have a whole system for that, and I'm still learning it. But uh, a pinky is about one degree if you outstretch your hand. Three fingers is like five degrees. A fist is 10 degrees. And then the the Hawaiian like shaka is 25 degrees. So if you're talking about where stuff is in the sky, you can say, oh, the moon is 25 degrees from this star. And so you can just like look into the sky, make a little, you know, oh, sign language so Y and be like, there it is. It's right there. And it's like that kind of stuff blows my mind because I know it exists. That's insane. Right? <laughs> like I knew can it was you... I just didn't know how to do it. And now I know. Wait, it's... can you explain it kind of again? Because I'm very interested and I'm, yeah. I don't understand. So, so you're saying if you hold out your pinky straight, that's one degree? Yeah. And so astronomers will talk about where things are in the sky based on how many degrees and actually fractions of degrees things are from each other. Um, uh -huh. So imagine, you know, you are standing in 
on the Arabian Peninsula, some of the earliest astronomers to write things down had to figure out how to divide the sky. And so we're, div and, and eventually, you know, there's all these different systems. And the one we use now is based on these degrees. And so it's, you know, Mercury, in, I just recorded some episodes yesterday. So in um, February, March, and April's episodes, one of the episodes is about how Mercury is going to be the furthest from the sun that it will get in its orbit. Um, it's called the elongation point. So it, essentially, you know, Mercury is going around the sun. It's closer to the sun than we are. So you will only see Mercury when it's further away from the sun, which happens at either sunrise or sunset. And so it will only get about 10 degrees above the horizon. Well, how the hell are you going to figure out what 10 degrees is when you're standing outside? Ha! It's like you use me. your, you use your little Chris. fist and you're like, There's so Mercury, find where the sun is and hold your little fist out. And you'll be able to say, okay, Mercury should be at the top of that somewhere. And maybe so cool. It, and it's like just the idea that at some point somebody was like, oh, well, that'll work. Yeah, let's just do that. And it's just I'm gonna awesome. next time I'm camping, I'm gonna try this trick, and I'll it won't it won't work. I won't be able to figure it out. <laughs> but I'm gonna act like I'm gonna get the app, and I'm gonna use the app to figure Elliot's out where it is. Elliot's just gonna, and then gonna I'm gonna be, be like, standing next to the fire doing this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you look, this out. That's about 25 degrees. Okay. People were burned as witches because they did that back in the day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What's wrong with that person? That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, did you go nuts for the the recent convergence? I were you did. Like, I got it. Yeah. Uh, but I was I was actually it was cloudy every day, so I didn't get to see it up close. Ah. So I just had to digest the pictures online, like everybody everybody else yeah. who's in cloudy spots. But that's part of astronomy too. Is like this happens once in 700 years, oh. but I happen to be somewhere where it's cloudy and so I don't get to see it. And it's like, that's yep. fine. It is what it is. It's disappointing. I got to see it. I knew it was coming. So I was watching the planets night overnight get closer together. Something that I never even would have known to do mm -hmm. a, a year ago, two years ago. So that is the coolest part. I 100% agree with you. Like the coolest part about the job that we do is like, learning a thing and then getting to tell everybody the coolest part of that thing I, that you can't top that that is awesome like that's what i live for is doing that kind of stuff like i didn't know what magnitude was or i'd heard of it but i like it's how yeah. you measure brightnesses and so if in a map like a written map of the stars they just make brighter stars larger circles um and the circle size is magnitude it's it, just so many things to learn and i have so many of those apps now Elliot, they're the best. They're uh, even the astronomers yeah. like that I talk to, the professional astronomers, they all use them too. So don't feel bad yeah. just getting an astronomy app out there and, and using it because it's better to look. <laughs> Joe, than uh, Joe told me about this app that you've probably heard of called Seek. It's like that same thing, but for animals. You take pictures of animals and it will automatically tell you like what species and it plants. is. And, and plants, anything. Oh, if you point I'm it at a human, that. it says that's a human. Yeah. Uh, I used it on a moth flying by my face and it caught it and it was like this is a moth and it was like a horrible photo and i was like you got it was definitely a moth. Yeah. it's crazy it seems like kind of accurate as, as accurate as an app like that could be but it's like it's like future stuff right like take out your thing that's in your pocket and it'll tell you all the information yeah. about the thing that you're looking at it's yeah like, we should crazy. i'm gonna take that for granted real quick i mean just wait mm -hmm. until it's strapped to your face and it just does it automatically so you're just like walking down the street and you look over and it's like squirrel <laughs> and you're yeah. like oh yeah. there it is you're right you're right yeah, yeah. <laughs> technology that is a squirrel that is that is it thanks if not I had to my see, brain yeah yeah if i had to see something describing everything before i saw it i think i'd go crazy really quick but i'm excited for that to happen <laughs> okay, have you seen so any ufos up there trace Ooh. I mean, you can see satellites in space junk. I've seen the ISS fly nice. over, mm -hmm. which is really cool. cool. Um, but I haven't seen anything too crazy. I did, like, d really dig into those UFO videos that were released, like, earlier <laughs> yeah, this so did year. We. It was oh, really yeah. cool. I was, I was into that. Every week. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I, I know aliens are out there mathematically, um, but they're really far away probably, which is tough. Yeah, it makes it a bit of a jaunt for them, I bet. It might yeah. take us a little longer to get over there. Yeah. Um, do you have a telescope? Do you do that? I do not Sometimes have a telescope. I see them for sale. And... I, my um, wife was going to get me one for Christmas, and I was like, don't get me one for Christmas because we don't have any room in our house for stuff. But save, it for, save it for another Christmas when we have more room. So instead mm -hmm. I Is bought... Is it a good idea, you think, out here in L.A.? Like, do you think it's like you could see anything? Yeah, I think you can. I yeah. mean... Um, 
friends who live in like Encino have a telescope and they it's amazing what you can see. Cool. I went down when the comet flew by, Comet Neowise flew by um, earlier this this last year. I went down to Venice Beach, which isn't too far from where I live, and um, was able to catch photos of it over the Ven- like over the Santa Monica Pier. Oh, wow. Like even with all of the light pollution, you could still see it, which is wow, cool, awesome. That's good to know. Yeah, so you can still I, see some cool stuff. I feel like we need to maybe like force ourselves and our children and just our neighbors to look into a telescope a little bit more often because you don't realize what you can actually see and how well you, depending on the telescope, like, and it's a good reminder, I think, of our place in the universe and for us to get out of our heads and get, like be mystified for a second. Um, and I'm speaking for myself. I need to get into a telescope and just go look <laughs> at the freaking moon. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, even if... You, if you have camera equipment lying around, there's a lens on Amazon that is $50. Um, it is a 500 millimeter lens. And if you point that at, I, I have one. I, I pointed it at the moon. Let me grab it. It's right here. And he never came he back. Leaves. It's so big. <laughs> Whoa. So Whoa. It's, this is $50. That's a thermos. And so. <laughs> yeah, that's a thermos, Trace. You can't fool us. <laughs> And so We're for $50, you can point this at the moon and, like, see, you can literally things. see the moon moving. You have to pay a, Trace $50 to yeah, point Yeah, come over to my house. <laughs> pay me 50 bucks, you can look at the moon. <laughs> but you can actually see the moon moving across the screen of your camera. Like, you can see the craters of the moon. Wow. You can see lots of other cool stuff on the surface of the moon. But the thing that blew my mind was you can watch the moon move in yeah. real time. Like, you just... You just point this at the moon, and then it moves across the screen, and you're just like, "That's insanity." That is insanity. That's crazy. And that's and so you don't necessarily need a telescope. I'm not going to discourage you, Joe, from getting one because then I can come over to your house and look at the sky. But um, real quick, yeah. uh, two things. One, it told me it's going to end the meeting in ten minutes. So when it does, we'll just get back on and start it again. Okay. You, um, should, you, you can't set it to. You have to. I haven't bought like a pro thing yet so uh we'll just come back um but then secondly uh i took the kids out to the it's so fun to watch like that little thing that you just talking about watching the moon move like those moments that again put perspective of who we are and where we are in relation to the universe and everything and allow us to open up our minds whatever they're nice and i took my kids for a a, an evening drive we're like let's not be crazy let's get out of here and we ended up Going through like Topanga Canyon, going over to the beach, like a back backwards way, found a slice of sand where nobody was around, and it was right when the sun was going down. And it was you get to see that moment, and I was like, watch the sun, you guys. This is actually really cool. And we're just watching the sun. And you can watch it in real time and then you watch it leave. You watch it go right below the horizon. And you forget how cool that is. It's almost inspiring. It's just a good reminder of like, yeah, we're just this we're just freaking flying man through space <laughs> yeah that's awesome yeah my uh my therapist keeps a photo of the galaxy behind the couch so that because he's like you know people he's like they get real upset and i just like to look at that and be like yeah, it's fine we're fine we're just so small <laughs> okay sometimes i'm like are you looking you're looking at the galaxy right now aren't you you're not looking or listening to me at all all right perfect perfect it's a good Does move it- though does it help you to know that we are a tiny speck on a speck on a whatever, you know, or is it so, that's an, a crisis? You're like, oh, my God, we're so small. There's so much stuff. Like, which way do you go or neither? I think it's very beautiful. Mm-hmm. I think it's very crazy and very awe inspiring. I don't think it makes me feel small in a bad way. Yeah. Yeah. Just just my normal good, just my normal good worthlessness i think (laughs) yeah Yeah. it makes me feel small in the like yeah the bullshit doesn't matter like yeah it makes me appreciate that it's not like a oh my god i don't matter what am i gonna do um where i get anxiety in relation to all of it is i just hate that i'm gonna be dead and gone before we figure out all that cool shit but like i i hate that we're gonna miss out on so much knowledge an advancement i'm happy mm-hmm. that that'll happen but like i'm jealous as well yeah you mean like what do you mean like what kind of advances yeah uh, the more things that we we discover about the universe the farther we go yeah. into it like the science that we create like i want to man I'll, i'd love to be around when we touch foot on another planet or the next or actually get something into another gap you know what i mean but like 
we'll, we'll yep. miss some of it, but we've also seen and been through so much that I can't, <laughs> I can't <Yeah>. be. <laughs> like, aren't you tired, Joe? Too upset. <laughs> <laughs> what yeah. more do you need? Yeah. We've seen enough. I think we'll just miss getting our brains, like our, our conscious brains, put into like everlasting cubes, and I think I'm okay with that. I did do a yeah. video about that um, a while what's ago. What's the deal? I talked yeah, to this guy. Update? This is his whole area of study, and called him on the phone, and I was like, okay, so our video, we want to know when we're going to download our brain. And he's like, well, Trace, let me answer that. I don't plan to die in my body on this planet or in this century. And I was like, <laughs> okie dokie cool great this is i think what you're confidence. gonna be the guy for this video then yeah was, i don't want to die i don't plan on dying in this body on what did he say in this body on this planet or in this century oh, why is that such a badass thing to say i don't know <laughs> fun. that's it's a stuck with me. <laughs> or in this century oh my goodness I guess if you're doing that kind of work, you have to be pretty, like, that's your thing. Like, you have to be yeah. confident that it can happen if it's ever going to happen. Yeah. I mean, I guess so. You have to be like, we're going to reinvent everything. And it's like, but then you end yep. up, I don't know, inventing Silly Putty. I'm Like, I'm not sure where the, mm -hmm. like, cutoff is. But, yeah. Yep. I feel like at some point, if you're a dreamer, you got to dream big. Yeah. But his day-to-day, -day, like, his day-to-day -day job is, like, looking at slices of mouse brains. So, I mean, this guy was fascinating wow a doctor of something i'm assuming like a yeah he's a, a neuroscientist neuro... I, don't, I don't know what what specialty he was offhand but yeah because they're using mice as like the experiments now so what they were doing is slicing the brains into increasingly smaller and smaller slices trying to scan them and then define what every little piece is so that they can you know if you downloaded Build it brain. into code you could say like okay when the brain does this the brain does that it means this in the code or it means that in the code i mean i'm obviously really simplifying but based on how i yeah, understood great it, job that's, that's a great that's, simplification because but then it still doesn't take into effect of course into account living brains and how hormones might change all of that code so we're still really far off right yeah because it's always growing and changing fascinating yeah oh gosh uh, Joe, you are you having like a little crisis moment? Are we going to no, get cut you guys off keep at any the You guys keep the conversation going. I'm just going to bite the bullet and buy the plan since we, you know, need it. So, oh. um, yeah, you, you, you guys the... keep going. Talk about uh, let's let's transition to like, you know, what you you're doing on your your channel now and um, sure and because it's it's yeah, awesome. I just come... watched the Poppy video. Tell Elliot about the Poppy video. <laughs> Poppy is in Poppy the singer. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I forgot. That Poppy existed until this <laughs> Yeah, which is great. Remember when Poppy was the future? I mean... Did she stop being the future? I mean, She was the embodiment of it. Is Poppy yeah. the future the way Dippin' Dots are the future? Absolutely. <laughs> like, just the future forever, no matter what time period Nostalgic you're Nostalgic future. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm waiting for a movie that's set in 2050 that has Dippin' Dots, the ice cream of the future, in it when it still says the ice cream of the future. But then they just go yeah. get regular ice cream because why the hell would you not just Why would you not? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that Dippin' Dots used their coolers to, like, keep the vaccines apparently, like, refrigerated because they needed them? So they donated their... Good, their their good, ice cream good of the future helped save some uh, some vaccines, I guess. Yeah, that's awesome. Good for Dippin' Dots. Well, how do you come up with ideas, Trace? What do you do? Yeah, I'm gonna steal every every pro every nugget of the process from you. Not the ideas, just how you do it. My idea process, I don't even know, man. Like, it's I woke up the other night at three in the morning and opened up my notes app and started typing stuff that I was thinking about while I was asleep, I guess. I don't really know where it came from. But sometimes I just see an article and I'm like, oh, that's really cool. Or I'll see a video that somebody you know might tweet a video and be like, oh, that's a neat idea. I can science something like that. Um, but I just did a video with Tom Scott for his channel about poppies. And that was something that I thought about. Um, oh, yeah. For a long time essentially poppy seeds which we eat and have eaten since neolithic times i think we um they they come from the poppy flower which is also where opioids come from and so mm -hmm. the seeds actually grow in a seed pod coated in what is essentially raw opium and yet we sell them at you know 
stop and shop or whatever. Like you can go to the store and just yeah. pick up poppy seeds. And so I thought that is a weird thing. How come they aren't related to the drug? And it turns out, it, you know, there's the poppy seed defense, which is uh, famously now I know this because I didn't watch the show. But uh, in Seinfeld, Elaine had a problem where she ate a poppy seed bagel and then failed a drug test. And I thought, that seems like a cool idea. So what if I try and do that myself and document the whole process and see if there's a, if, if it actually is real or if it's a myth? And, and so that was the video I ended up releasing with Tom. It was really fun to try because I didn't know what was going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. And I got so oh. fucking high. <laughs> <laughs> and I met God. Crazy. <laughs> And he was like, nice poppies. And I was like, yeah, that's oh. great, right? It yeah. great. I was like, thanks. Uh, so Your dipping dots are really good. Do you have any up here? Check one, two, one, two. Here we go. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the ad read portion of the podcast. And by ad read, I mean rad read. Yeah, ain't that right, Hayden? Yeah, she agrees, and she's the youth, so now it's officially cool. Uh, this one is on us this week. We wanted to use this ad read space to tell you that the movie movie game was successfully funded on Kickstarter because of all of you rad people out there in the world, um, and that it's also still available. A lot of times when Kickstarters close, uh, that cuts off your chance to be able to order it, but we have pre-orders still up that we are going to keep up for uh, the next month or so as we get closer to a manufacturing date. So right now, if you're still interested in Movie Movie Game or any of the expansions or you have friends or family that you think would love playing the game, uh, people that love card games, people that love movies, or people that just love comedy and have a good laugh, um, it's available. So go over to bit.ly.com slash movie movie game and go check it out uh we've got the tv show movie game expansion pack and the video game movie game expansion pack along with the 300 card base pack and uh yeah been plugging along at it a lot right hayden yeah she's the youth so you have to believe her so yeah that's it please go check out movie movie game please share it please spread the word we'd love for this to do very well so we can do more in the future and we have some ideas this is a pretty fun all right Back to Trace. Right, Hayden? She doesn't know who Trace is. Seamless transition, Joe. Welcome back to the show, everybody. This is the Valley Cast. If you're just joining us, we're here with Trace Dominguez, who is high off his mind in poppy seeds. <laughs> that's that's totally my right. brand. Oh nope, we oh. don't hear we don't hear you though. We're oh I'm muted right now. I was muted. There we go. No, I'm not muted. Welcome back. Being so we high left off with you seeds, um, totally talking now. about um, whatever Elliot's question was. <laughs> Poppy seeds. Yeah. How much did you take? Yeah. So I, um, the first thing I did was I went to, to Amazon. I bought some tests to take. So I bought the tests. I peed on one of the tests to get a control, which is like, I'm not high right now. I am not going to test positive <laughs> for any opiate at this point. And so I kept them because, you know, what are you going to do? But keep a bunch of sticks you peed on. Um, and yeah. so this is stick number seven. Um, it's beautiful. Is your favorite? So here's Which the control. <laughs> oh, that's the control. Yeah, there it is. And you right also there. peed on 17 other different objects to yeah. make sure that the object that you were peeing on was actually the correct thing that's, to pee you know on. What? When, and not on drugs. I'm yeah. very glad you pointed out that's how you do a double-blind study. You just pee on everything, <laughs> and then one of them tells you that you were negative, and it's fine. You just don't know which Joe, one's going to so tell you. you're so good at science. Yeah, Joe's basically a scientist. Yeah. It's so what can I say? It's so good. Guys, uh, did you know that a triple-blind study is that you just do it blindfolded and just piss everywhere? <laughs> There you go. Yeah. Maybe you peed on, on this stick. Maybe you didn't. No one knows. Yeah. That's triple blind. That's the best science you can That's do. That's what we call triple blind, baby. <laughs> so I did yeah. that. I bought, uh, I went to like a bagel place in Santa Monica and I bought some bagels because they looked really poppy seedy. Um, and everything I had read said that not every poppy seed type and not every, like, depending on the process, they might not. So I thought, okay, I'll just, I did this for like, like weeks and weeks and weeks before I knew I needed to get the video together because I was like, I might have to go to a bunch of bagel places. I might have to do this a bunch of times. Um, so if you need any opiate pee tests, I got like 50 more. You can have some. <laughs> so, so, so yeah, old I ate... scratchy Jim in the back just perked up. He's like, hey, you test? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I ended up only having to eat, I ate two bagels to start, just the tops that had most of the poppy seeds on them, you know, watching my figure. And then... Um, Absolutely. Then uh, I 
I waited two hours and I peed on the stick and it said that I tested positive for opiates. And I was like, what? <laughs> this is crazy. Um, and so I did. Wow. That. I did. It just was the first try. It was. That's how easy it was. It was so crazy. Um, so Seinfeld was basically a documentary. Yeah. As it turns yeah. out. That's good to know. And you didn't uh, go nuts. You were, you just, you know, you had no, two. No, poppy seeds, Joe. Not nuts. Poppy seeds. <laughs> Legumes. You just had <laughs> two. It doesn't take much. No, it didn't take much at all. And so wow. I, I, I just ate the two bagels, did the did, peed on a stick, and I tested positive two hours after I ate the bagels and then continued to test positive for another 36 hours. I would I just tested Holy myself crap. again every, like, 12 hours or something. And so. So they should, like, tell this to people, right? Yeah, so the video was essentially without giving away too much because then I also recorded, um, I went to a lab to like uh, official like whatever, a corporate lab and got tested there as well. And that's when like things got really crazy. So essentially the this was a thing that was happening in the 80s and 90s and even into into now it still does happen. But they changed the requirements for positive tests from what had previously been 300 nanograms per liter or milliliter or whatever um, in your urine to 2,000 nanograms. So they essentially said, you won't test positive unless you exceed that level. And 300 nanograms is apparently pretty easy to exceed, whereas 2,000 is much harder and probably you were actually on some kind of opioid as opposed to just eating something with poppy seeds in it. So, yeah. Cool. Fascinating. It was a fun video um, to put together, and that's, like, the first time I... It was probably one of the more involved videos that I've made for myself, which is was really... That's the kind of video I want to be doing more of, and it's just been tough being in COVID sometimes. It was, uh, it was done very well. I really... It was entertaining. It was fun. I was educated, and it was right up... I'm, you know, it was right up the alley of a Tom Scott, who I'm a huge fan of. Good guy. Yeah. Guy's great. Um, and, yeah, it just made sense that it was on it. And you're also... You're experiencing a little bit of like a, like a channel boost because yeah. of it, right? How's like, that feel? I got, it, the, the, I got like a whole bunch of new subscribers who are like watching all of my back catalog and like going through oh, and nice. making comments, and it's been awesome. And like people joined my Patreon, and I was like, holy crap! That's that's you. I must have done something right. Which is where uh, Trace Dominguez Patreon.com/slash Trace Dominguez. You know, hell yeah. So, yeah. the Valley Folk. Patreon.com. <laughs> <laughs> Traces at patreon.com slash the valley folk and also bitly.com slash movie movie game. Movie movie game. Amazing. So go go give Trace some support and love over there. It was really it was really awesome. I mean, just I um you know, when I quit, I my confidence was just in the toilet after, you know, you know, I started using this YouTube channel, I was getting very low views, which views are a terrible metric. Like, let's be honest, most of validation, it really hurts. Most of the mm-hmm. metrics we use are terrible. They're like I, I all... like them. I want all of them. <laughs> but so after you know a year or two of just doing this, uh, just being like, I want to do this. I want to try. This has been a really nice validation that like I made a video that was number eleven on trending. Like yeah. That's, yeah, that's nuts. Amazing. You deserve it, and Your you did great. it. Yeah. Like start to finish, you did it. Right. Like you found the idea, thought about it, went through the work, went through the process. You right. tested positive for drugs, man. Like you deserve. <laughs> A success. You clearly have overcome it, and that's beautiful. I'm proud of you. Incredibly inspiring. Sorry, I was looking at the galaxy. I wasn't listening. What were you saying? I know, I know, I know. We're all just small. I can't wait for your follow-up videos. The new, your new series is just drugs on bagels, and we just see how far you take it. Yeah, just get an yeah. eyedropper and start putting stuff on food and seeing what we can do. You tested positive for chive cream cheese. My goodness. Calm down. Uh, what are some fat. of... Um, for because uh, like you said you have a back catalog and i personally think that's the best way to to finally find success is that once they see something that they love they're like what's all this other this other stuff and the fact that it's there it can hook further and but anyways what are some of your favorite videos that you've done prior to this like if people were interested that they could go check yeah out? i mean i mostly because of covid i can't leave the house so i've been making series of videos so five videos every releasing every other weekday for like a week and a half at a time so i'll take like a month make five videos and then release them all really fast where i talk to experts about stuff so one of the ones that i did recently um was about brain computer interfaces which is really nuts 
this idea that you just like hook up something to the brain and then move a robot arm. And so I, I found yeah. a few people who this is what they do for a living. And I talked to them and we talked about like how and why and where we're going to go and um, what, where we started, you know, how it started, how it's going. That's basically every one of these. And then also where we're going to be um, is that's kind of how these series run every time. And so it's like it, it, it's been really cool to kind of one, I love talking to experts just to just because they're immersed in this every day. Um, and so COVID has made everybody really available, which has been awesome. So that one is really cool. I also do like when I can get out of the house. Um, I did one where I went and talked to a bunch of taxidermists, which is mm. really, really nuts as well. Like, yeah, that's fascinating. People How were who, they? Were they uh, normal and as normal as you would imagine as normal as you would imagine with people who have a freezer filled with dead animals that are probably yeah. other people's pets in their basements oh, um pet tax pet taxidermy yeah some of it was pets but it was the idea is that i wanted to figure i was at the natural history museum la and i was looking at the exhibits right and there's all these like lions that are like rah like they're just pretty cool yeah. stuff and they're really cool and yeah. i thought how long has that lion been there like what, where, who, yeah. where, that lion, where did it come from? And that's sort of what you were saying earlier, Elliot, about like where ideas come from. I was literally standing there and thought I had this question and there's not an easy way to answer it. So I made a video. Yeah. And it turns so smart, out man. some that's of them great. have been there for a hundred years. Um, Whoa. That the reason that they're covered in glass so you don't touch them isn't just because they don't want you to touch them. It's because they're coated in arsenic to keep the bugs away from them. Like just wild like, uh, stuff silverfish and stuff it's just like, crazy so they probably have to worry about all sorts of things yeah um, they have to worry about all sorts of little like buggies eating away yeah it. that's crazy man i'm sure well who's the coolest that you've done who what or what rather what are you working on next and what would be your dream scenario for like talking to an expert Wow, dream scenario. I don't even know. I mean, it, I'm thinking time travel. If yeah, you if you idea, could, I think yeah. you could go time travel. Time travel would be really awesome to talk about with an expert. It would have been great to talk to somebody like Stephen Hawking, just because one, he's good at mm -hmm. talking. I mean, mm -hmm. good at typing, and then his computer talks. Yeah. But you get the point. Like, he's a good conversationalist. He knows how to how to present stuff in a really yeah. cool way. Um, so sadly, won't get to do that. But it'd be cool to talk to somebody who even like does professional science communication like Bill Nye or somebody, mm -hmm. you know, somebody right. who takes science and makes it accessible. Someone else who does that would be the dream to talk to. You know, Dude, other... Bill Nye has been just killing it. Like what you said with accessibility and being able to break it down. His TikTok game is I didn't awesome. even know he was on TikTok. Yeah. Got to get over there. Yeah. I need to get over there. That's cool. He broke but, down um, why racism is bullshit from a scientifically bio biological uh, and geographical um, mm -hmm. point of view on TikTok, and I was just like, "This is this guy just needs to talk more. This guy, well, yeah. we yeah. need. Let's just hear this guy do this more." Yeah, so cool. It, so that would be cool. I mean, there's been a lot of there are a lot of people that I would just love to talk to about what just somebody I don't know who does something really cool in the sciences. That's it's weird, but like that's the dream of somebody to find who hasn't talked about it yet, right? I went to the Large Hadron Collider. I've actually been twice, which I was super lucky to get a tour of um, in that's 2016. That's amazing. That's so cool. <laughs> 2017? I don't even know now. Anyway, so we we went on the tour, and I was just talking to like this this gal. She's from Spain. She lives in Geneva working here, and her whole job is – a beam physicist. Her job is to make sure that the atoms of hydrogen that are flying around the Large Hadron Collider at like 0.9 whatever the speed of light, like 99.9 .9 whatever, that they're consistent. Because if you think about it, it's just like your car where something might start squeaking, yeah. somebody gets wobbly. If that happens at 99.9% .9 the speed of light, <laughs> things could go wrong. So it's her whole job is to just keep it as level and even as possible so that the scientists can do their work. With her and mind, just like, magic mind stuff. This is this is your whole job? And so we talked for like an hour and a half about and Every day she gets up and she's like, I got to make sure this beam doesn't blow up. Yep. In, basically. Let's yep. not forget how big the Hadron Collider is. Yeah. It's yeah. not like this small little machine in a room. Yeah. Yeah. How big is it? Do you get, I don't, I don't 20, know. How big, I know it's huge. 26 kilometers around, 22 <laughs> kilometers <laughs> around. And it spans the borders of France 
and Switzerland. So it's like you have to drive back and forth in different countries depending on where you need to go. And you have to drive from place to place because it's also like far underground. So like you're driving around and you're like, okay, cool. Here's this like big building. You go inside and there's an elevator down to this like tunnel. And maybe you're in Switzerland and maybe you're in France. And it's just like the whole project is crazy. And video that I would love to make was almost in Texas with the superconducting super collider in the 1990s. They almost built one there. Yeah. Never happened. It's just an abandoned building now, which I don't know about you guys. I love abandoned buildings, so I would love to just go wander so around cool. and just see. Yeah, all I started that. following an Instagram account recently of like abandoned things, like photography. Oh god, of, uh, like, just stuff, oh, rusty so cool. tricycles, and yeah. Why That's do we like abandoned that water parks and abandoned theme yeah, parks? It's yeah, like the coolest. Oh, it's another yeah. like underground weird genre on on TikTok. I'll see my daughter looking at them like these. They're just accounts dedicated to, hey, we're gonna go just explore these old mines and train trussels and just go underground and see what we find. Yeah, that's cool. That's yeah. awesome. Oh. I would love to do that. Yeah, right. That'd be great. That'd be so awesome. <laughs> it's like that show. Uh, what is it? Underground cities or underground history or whatever. Like, I think it's a history or a discovery show. Very, very good. But. Um, Trace, I'm so happy for you. You're killing it, and I think Thanks. what you do is important. And uh, you know, it's it's okay that we're not all experts at the things that we're passionate about and want to talk about, because then you can become a conduit for people. And I, I and I think that's what you're doing. You're breaking it down, and you're making it palatable for people. So, uh, man, yeah, thank you. It's so good. Thanks, Joe. Yeah. Pretty soon, someone's going to be doing a podcast on Zoom, and we're going to be like, who would you want to work with? And they're going to be like, Trace Dominguez is the most popular science uh, communicator right now. And they're going to be like, okay, that's the dream. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. basically going to be built, the next Bill Nye, is what I'm saying. I, that sounds awesome. I'd love to do that. I, <laughs> I think they, cool. This, I this like future person can just send me, send me a tweet on a, uh, whatever we're using in the future. <laughs> yeah send me a flurgan parlor joe's on parlor oh so he'll, yeah he'll okay yeah send me a assembly send, send me it's a crazy parlay. Over there right now it's, uh... <laughs> <laughs> it's oh, they're God. not called tweets they're called screams to the void yeah. <laughs> death rattles <laughs> do you think uh, there's a lot of like jokes on i just a picture parlor is everyone's serious all the time nobody ever makes a joke everybody's just like let's just do this now and it's just like that's yeah Nobody's it's out there just like serious. just like sending memes at each other that are not political. They're just like, yeah. "Hey, look at this cute dog!" Like, there's never been a parlor that's just yeah. unclench your jaw. They they're out there being like, "Clench up, clench, clench your jaw." <laughs> Every bio is, "Let's do this now." <laughs> I made a, a post that just said, "Oh God, I'm so lonely," just to see if anybody responded. <laughs> and they just but said, "Swallow your feelings." Swallow it, yeah. Facts don't care. <laughs> Facts don't care about your feelings. Whatever the phrase is. That's so fun. All right, outside of YouTube, all that stuff, we're, we're getting near the end, but um, how, how's life going for you? How are you enjoying LA? Well, crazy things happen. Let's see. I got married this year, which is cool. I, I like Congrats. being married. It's nice to have a, a partner who you know can't leave without legal pre- proceedings, so that's nice. Um, we were going to go yeah, get married in got Brazil. Her. Obviously, couldn't get married in Brazil like we had planned, but it, we just went down to the beach and, you know, said some things to each other and then got drunk, and it was great. And it was really fun. That's beautiful. That actually sounds perfect. It was nice. It was really nice in the at the what, end. Uh, when did you get, when, when was it? What's the anniversary? October was when we did that. We don't really know what our anniversary was because we originally had planned, like, we yeah. signed all the legal paperwork at the end of, of, like, December 30th of the previous year with the plan to be in Brazil for, like, our anniversary that we would be that we had picked for our wedding date. Then the pandemic happened, so we moved it to October. So then we did the thing on a, in October, and so then, but then October is pretty close to the end of the year again. So we're not really sure. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we I like that. We did our ring exchange and like set our vows in October. So it's just been a few months. It's been really fun. That sounds very beautiful. Yeah. So that was good. Otherwise, L.A. I've I've heard it's nice, but my apartment is really cool. So that's mostly good. what I've been doing. Your apartment's the best part. That's the only place I've really been in L.A. Other than uh, the beach for this this wedding time and wandering around a little bit. But because of the pandemic, we haven't really got to explore L.A. much. So any recommendations, please send them my way. I'd love to know where I should go and see in L.A. Because you know, once we can go outside again. I have a big I really list. like the Sunset Tower across from the comedy store. The restaurant at the top is really cool. 
Nice. Okay. I'll so, but whenever that ever happens, yeah, go there. Uh, also, the Magic Castle. If you've never done the Magic Castle, I did. I, I went once. Done. It was. You're cool. ahead of me. It was really fun. Yeah, oh. it's like a different time. It's a diff- It's totally cool. It's so much fun. Yeah, it uh, was really. Trace, fun. can I interest you in a round of movie movie game before we head out? I'm ready. I don't. I, okay. I'm ready. Let your conscience be your guide, as this real boy escapes from a chain gang and navigates the deep south on an odyssey to retrieve buried treasure and avoid becoming a man of constant sorrow. Hmm. I'm, and I just have to pick which movie that could be. It's that would two be... titles smashed together. I have to. So it's two. The so... first part is one movie title. The second part is a second movie title, and they smash together perfectly. The last syllable becomes the first syllable of the second word. Pinocchio, brother, where art thou? Yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> and movie, movie game is currently available for pre-order down in the description, folks. Thank you so much. That's you want one fun. more. That was really good. You nailed it. Oh, Brother, Where Art Thou is my favorite movie. Really? It's yeah. so good. Great choice. It's so, the the soundtrack's fun. The, like, there's little jokes and quips and, like, everybody in it is so funny and just spot on. Yeah. Really funny. Yeah, I quote that. It's frightening. Yes. Yeah. Uh, cows, I hate cows. And he just shoots, he just yeah. unloads a machine gun on the cow. It's so funny. Yeah. And the guy who sold his soul to the devil played the, to play the guitar. And like I was watching a different movie and they were like he sold his soul to the devil to play the guitar real good and I was like oh I know that guy from this other movie it's not this isn't gonna be oh, a crossover great. is it like it's it was too perfect <laughs> that's wonderful they're so um, good alright you want one more I'll, yeah let me try I can only I can all only right. go down from here I'm so impressed that you got that that was so good <laughs> alright nine crisscrossing stories centered around affection during the holidays including one about the alcoholic who returns to Sin City to drink himself to death, but gets sidetracked by prostitute love. <laughs> That's so stupid, Joe. I don't even remember this one. Um, prostitute love. Nine crisscrossing stories. So... That's either like Valentine's Day or New Year's Eve or Love Actually or you know St. Christopher's Day or whatever those are. Yeah, you said. But the said second it. one, I don't know if I know the second one. I assume Sin City, the movie, but just because you said it in the clue makes me think that probably would be bad. Well, yep. what's another so. name for Sin City? What happens there, Trace? To better stay there. Yeah, like leaving Las Vegas. Okay, you've so, said both movies. I have, but I haven't put them together. So it's Love Actually doesn't end in L. What? Mm-hmm. What? It's it's phonetics, what? not necessarily just words. You got it. I think you got it. Love you Actually it. leaving Las Vegas. Now squeeze those two syllables together better. Love actually leaving Las Vegas. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> beautifully done. Thank you for the hints. Was... That really helped. You literally walked those together for yeah. me. But it was like that's Joe's very good at, at just being like it's over here, it's over there a little bit, a little yeah, to the yeah. left, little. There you go. <laughs> Wonderful job. Hearing it for the, about the game for the first time. That's yeah, fun. That's a that fun game. To, I love that. It's crazy. I'm so excited about it. Anyway, well. My movie stopped recording. Hold on a second. Oh, I mean, we're basically. Come on. Just put a just put a still image. Uh, yeah. That says you know technical difficulties yeah. on that part of it. That's fine. Yep. They might have to. What are those old man. TV screens? Might be gone for a second or two, but that's okay. Um, one last one, just uh, just to give it to you, and it's one of my favorites, just off of the top of my head, because uh, it's my new favorite one to say. A little girl befriends a magically rotund creature that loves tiny umbrellas and cat buses that gets the crap beat out of it within an inch of its life only to come back as a no-nonsense cybernetic man of the law. Wow. What's the name of that? What was the first one, Joe? 
uh, a girl befriends a mythical rotund beast that loves tiny umbrellas and cat buses. Amazing. That gets gang beaten within an inch of its life to only come back as a no-nonsense cybernetic man of the law. I would watch this movie. This would be the most epic crossover ever. Let's be honest. I mean, my neighbor Totorobocop. Yeah! That's just... I mean... It's going to be a great pin. I would watch that. I would watch that. Yeah, that's great. Dude, um, you're the best. Thank you. Do one more round of um, where they should go to find you for all oh, your yeah, stuff. Oh, yeah, for sure. Please come find me. I'm on all of the social medias at Trace Dominguez, and that is also my YouTube channel, so youtube.com slash Trace Dominguez, um, and then also my Patreon even. I got really, over the years, anytime one would come up, I'd snap my own name up, not that a lot of other people were competing. So whoever the <laughs> other Trace Dominguez is, if there is another one, uh, too bad for you. They're all mine. <laughs> Um, or you're welcome. Yeah. Or thank uh, you. Trace, I just followed you on Instagram. And you can do it at two home, folks. Just go to at Trace Dominguez <laughs> on all the socials. <laughs> thank you, Elliot. Thanks. You're welcome. Thank you. It's nice right, to see you guys. One. I'm glad yeah. things are going thank so well. Thank you very much, Trace. It's very fun. We see we just choked up. We were like, how do we respond? I don't take right. compliments well. Yeah. Bye. We don't have. Bye, Trace. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> all right, so I'm going to stop my recording. Okay.